This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with Six Bridges Brewing. You know, Brian, this is episode number 251. 251. I think I missed giving us a shout-out last week for the big 250. Shout-out to last week. Shout-out last week. <laughs> Congratulations uh, to us on 250 right. episodes, man. That's pretty big stuff there. So I am, of course, Tim Dennis. And with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. So joining us today, we have Clay Gridley, the COO of Six Bridges Brewing. And uh, we're going to talk about their second anniversary, which is coming up. The brewery's expansion plans, collaborations, and maybe bears on unicycles. Clay, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. We just actually cracked into one of your beers. We're starting with a little gold nail. Yeah. Shelby. Yeah. So sipping on that, enjoying those. It's always good to start off. Start off. We've actually, Clay, we watched you do the lineup of what we're going to drink here. You put them in order mm -hmm. of this is how we need to drink those. So mm -hmm. we're we're looking forward to tasting through the rainbow here. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, an impressive assortment of beers. It takes up, I'd say, about a fourth, a fifth or a fourth of the table. Yeah, which is there. It's, it's there's respectable. a good, there's a good percentage of real estate taken up by beer right now, which is one of my favorite things to see. That's actually. right. So that's good. So Clay, how's your week going, man? How is everything? That's great. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Any good beers? Exciting events or anything for you? So. We're uh, we're packaging it on Friday. Okay. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, let's see. Actually, packaging two of them. Uh, it's another barrel aged stout that has uh, organic cocoa nibs. Uh, let's see some local coffee from Peach Roasters and Johns Creek, and then uh, some Madagascar vanilla. Some of my favorite right there. It's super smooth right now. Called Velvet Bowtie, and oh, uh, you know good. try to go with that smoothness. Yes. And then we are we just packaged a brown ale from uh, Riverbend Malts. If you're familiar with them, they, they're craft maltsters out of the southeast. So uh, a, lot, a lot of their grain comes from North Carolina or Virginia. The wheat that we have is apple-smoked wheat, and it's actually grown in Georgia. So we did a little bit. It's not quite like Roush smoke. It's nice and subtle, and you actually get some of the apple aspect of it, too. I could be down with that, Clay. Yeah, yeah. And that's because uh, we, we've talked about this a lot on the show. I don't like the rock beer, Roush beer right. level yeah, no. of smoke. Brian, the first time I remember you drinking a smoke beer, we were at the Porter with our friend Stan Hudson, who is currently opening Neutral Ground Brewing That's Company right. in Fort Worth, Texas. But I believe you had the, what is it, Schlenkerla? Ah, Isn't that Schlenkerla the or whatever it's called? And yeah. Brian said it's like drinking a barbecue through your nose. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that, was, that was his description of it. But no, I liked the, it. The little hint of smoke, right. I'm all about that. Yeah, it's Just subtle, a little character. So. What was the style of beer? So Applewood smoked wheat is going into it what correct is it, it's it, a brown ale oh that's the brown ale. yeah okay. so little nuttiness you know still pretty clean so great for the season too Sounds so good. we're doing a whole series of uh, with riverbend malts a whole series of malt ford beers this fall so this is second or third with it so very cool yeah sounds awesome absolutely brian did you have any smoky beers this week you know what i didn't yeah. but i did have some old beers i had some uh i didn't do so good drinking through my cellar this week the results were hmm, 
You drank the cellar, but they yeah. They so this is two weeks in a row. You've you've kind yeah. of bombed out there, huh? I tried two different things. I tried. Uh, I started off with Terrapin's Moonray, which was their side project, Volume Twenty Two, from I think two thousand fourteen. Judging based upon the uh, the check ins on Untapped, uh, so it was originally a chocolate orange Weizenbach, and it became a Flanders oh, Red Ale. I remember that beer? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't hate All it. Right. I didn't hate it, but I got really tired of it about halfway through the 22-ounce bottle and wound up dumping half of it. So, mm. interesting. It was not done doing what it needed to do in the okay. bottle. But, uh, are they still doing side projects? I don't remember hearing of one in a while. I don't think they are. I yeah. don't think I've okay. seen a side project. So, they started doing the stuff like they had those special bottles of tiramisu, who, that sort of the thing, the variants. Like, that, right. So, they got rid of the side project to do those. But then I decided, well, I need to try something else something it's a winner i opened a founder's breakfast stop from 2012 which is probably one of the first ones i ever bought because i was so enamored with it and it was seasonal at that time i'm like i need to have all of the the ones i can it was pretty oxidized now it okay. had nice sherry yeah. and port notes but it was it was beyond it was too far it huh? was too far it was too okay. far so That's tim what did you get into well brian you know we did some running around last weekend i was out looking for a beer that i really wanted to try and then found out it wasn't like released until <laughs> this week so I, we ran to like two or three different places looking yeah. for it, and it wasn't even out yet. From Wild Leap, they're calling okay. yeah. Orange, O-R-N-G, mm-hmm. and Talus Talus was the Talus new one. Talus Hops, yeah. new one in there. So, But it's out now, so I need to go look for it again there, Brian. And then something we tried to make happen, and long story, I'll leave alone the long story, but uh, Stephanie Stuckey, CEO of Stuckey's, Stuckey's Restaurants Roadside America yeah. there, we had chatted on Twitter about making a beer with their pecan log roll. And I had a brewer that was interested, but unfortunately that didn't work out. But she did connect up with Wild Heaven Beer mm-hmm. here, and uh, they they did it. So it released this weekend, Pecan Log Roll Brown L. So we went and checked that out. It was cool to see that. Uh, you know, she had shared with me on Twitter when the Dunkin' Donuts beers had happened. And she's like, I'd really like to turn our log rolls, mm-hmm. you know, into a lager. So went and checked it out. There was strong cola notes in it, Brian. Interesting. A lot of cola and then the, the finish on the end. So... But it was interesting to go check it out, see that. And Brian got to try a Stuckey's pecan log roll for the I, first time. I never actually had one. Yeah, Neither believe it or I. not. No. I'm from the yeah. Northwest. We we didn't really have Stuckey's over there, I don't think. Or I never went to the places that yeah. we did. But this was kind of the standard fare here, Brian. If you road tripped around here, you know Stuckey's. Mm-hmm. Like but from back in the day. They were just it is Southern Road Trip. Well, Tim, I think we need to get into beers of the week. Now it's time for our beers of the week. Brought to you by the Nest craft beer and barbecue in downtown Kennesaw, Georgia. TheNestKennesaw.com Well, Brian, always we've got just a phenomenal list coming up, but you know, next week is Thanksgiving, Brian. And uh, we we eat our turkey, our stuffing, our dressing. Friday is known for shopping. A little different game this year, but you know, the Nest has got you covered on Black Friday. If you still want to get out of the house a little bit, they are doing a boozy Black Friday event. Got a couple of vintage uh, Founders beers, including the KBS. And uh, they're also going to have some amazing brews from Allagash. And also, Brian, Black Friday, go hang out, try those big boozy beers, and they're offering 25% off of all their cellar bottles. Ooh. For Black Friday only. So you gotta you gotta have a deal if you're doing a Black Friday event. Very true. You've got to yeah. check it out. But that thanks to the Nest and uh go check that out. But today we are drinking some six bridges. We've got several to try, so we're just gonna highlight a few that we're getting into. 
to. As I mentioned, we're drinking the Shelby Golden Ale right now. Uh, we have one of your flagships, the Medlock. Is it, would you call that a flagship? Absolutely, yeah. So Medlock, a DDH IPA yeah. that we're going to get into. We have a Spacehawk Triple IPA, which I think you said that is the collaboration with NoFo yep. Brewing Company, right? And then one, I'm excited about this, Brian. We've got some Bears on Unicycles, which is a stout with cherry, cinnamon, and vanilla. You got it. Correct? Mm-hmm. So, And uh, I'm told it's sweet. Them cherries are nice and sweet cherry there. So mm, that'll yes. be fun. I think that'll probably be our closer, right, Clay? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Well, Brian, what's happening this week in the news? What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. As you know, 2020 has been an absolute cornucopia of bad news, and unfortunately, we've lost another brewmaster. Charles Hamaker, the creator of many well-known Abita beers, has died. He suffered a fatal heart attack while on the job brewing at uh, Cane River Brewery in Louisiana. While he's brewed all over the world, he also built breweries all over the world, including Hong Kong, Ireland, and Mexico. He's best known for Abita's favorites like Turbo Dog, Purple Haze, and Andy Gator, which he created decades ago during his tenure there back in like 80s and in 90s he was just 59 tim yeah yeah and those beers you mentioned man that brought a lot of people into craft beer those mm-hmm. old uh you know those abita beers that was standard fare there for a good time back in the pint night days i had the the, the frosted purple uh purple haze oh, yeah. that i yeah. i used for everything so that's uh yeah really man he'll be missed uh, amusing news from Vinepair, Rudy Giuliani and the, the notorious Four Seasons press conference was lampooned by a new beer by an Irish brewery named Rascals Brewing Company. The name of the beer is Four Saisons Total Landscaping Beer, and is said to be a limited-release farmhouse ale that was brewed with, quote, sour grapes. Yeah. The can shows a cartoon of Rudy Giuliani at the podium hiding behind a book titled Politics for Dummies with a banner overhead saying, Make America rake again. They're so, taking a lot of jabs there, aren't oh, they, yeah. Brian? I yes. drink the beer. I'd like to try it. Be fun. But you have to be in Ireland. Yeah. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon with more from Six Bridges Brew. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing. Establishing a new standard in craft beer. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram be the man you gotta beat the man Woo! now back to the beer guys radio show 
Welcome back to Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand, so if you miss the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is available on all popular and unpopular podcasting apps. Now let's get back to Six Bridges Brewing. Six Bridges Brewing, Johns Creek, Georgia. How long has Johns Creek been on? A thing. 2008 is when they incorporated. 2008. Has yep. it been that long now? Yeah. Because they yeah. were part of just Alpharetta, Alpharetta, just Georgia before? Unincorporated Fulton. Unincorporated Fulton, Fulton you know. County. So Johns Creek. We had a few others in that area. Milton, mm-hmm. Georgia is another one that that, that area decided mm-hmm. it needed to be its own thing. But Johns Creek, Georgia, home of Six Bridges Brewing. We have Clay Gridley here with us enjoying and sharing some beers. Clay, you know what? Since we just opened this one up, we're going to start out talking about your sour continuum series of beers, sure, which is your fruited sours, and we currently have key lime mm-hmm. that we're enjoying today. And you said real key lime juice in this, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. No fakery, right? So uh, a little bit of lactose mm-hmm. in that. So very tasty. Now you said you thought this one for your palate mm-hmm. is a little sour, right? Yeah, you know that key lime juice is really potent. So uh, yeah, yeah, to me it is. But uh, you know all of it's real stuff, real key lime juice. We actually dry hop it with graham crackers okay and then um you know the milk sugar as you mentioned and then madagascar vanilla with this one as well so we try to get the whole pie in the can with it that's good you dry cracker it then dry cracker it's dry (laughs) crack yeah (laughs) but it's the sour continuum uh it's a series you have a, Mm -hmm. a few you do one we really enjoy is the uh uh, pink guava, yeah, uh, yeah, sour continue, just just really delicious. And we were talking a little bit uh, at commercial. We came over when you were just opening the brewery. I think uh, maybe a soft opener preview. You guys might have been the first ones through the door. Actually. How about it? Somebody man? Gotta like, get came there, in right? accidentally, See? but you guys were the first intentionally. So there we go, man. Yeah. Good stuff. I, we, I we actually think that we were finger yes. on the pulse, Brian. That's, That's what we right. got to do. But that was one of your first kind of your debut yeah. of that. And at the time, you weren't planning. On rebrewing beers, it was going to be fresh and new all the time. Correct? Yeah, naive. So well, it it happens, right. but I mean, was it? Hey, this is popular. We need to keep this going. What made you kind of change directions with that? Definitely demand. Uh, yeah. Distro kind of pushes you in certain yeah, directions sure. as well. So there's that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good point. I could see that. You know, if you're doing distribution, they uh, they like predictability. Like, yeah. oh, right. this beer sold well. We would like more of it to right. sell well in the future. And also, they're not all winners. So you know, if you're just making sure. a new one every time and you miss a few times, people might not like that. So yeah, when you get something that sticks like that, um, stick with sure. it. Sure. Absolutely, so. man. Yeah. That's. I mean, delicious beer. You know, your sourness level, in my opinion, nice tartness. And the fruit backs it up, but it's not something that it's not overly sour and it's not overly fruited. You know, it's got everything there. It's, it's not a smoothie. Which it's is, a balanced yeah. dance, Brian. That's what it dance. is. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are we seeing now? What can we expect to come from that series in the future? Sure. So uh, we have three with our uh, core lineup that we rotate through. Guava goes through uh, springtime and then summer, and whenever uh, key limes harvest, which was a little late this year. Uh, we, we roll out the, the key lime version of it. And then over wintertime, we do a blueberry version, which is really cool. You know, it's like I was mentioning earlier, sours kind of drop off during uh, the cooler weather. Maybe not so much drop off, but, you know, in the summertime, they're insanely popular. But uh, we do the the blueberry version over the wintertime, and uh, it's got a nice purple hue to it. So I think it goes well for the colder weather. The color, the flavor, the flavors of the colder months. And stout yeah. season. Right. Just in time for stout season. Yeah, exactly. Stout. Yeah, you need a sour stout, right? So I've <laughs> a we, sour milk stout. <laughs> we have a couple totes that are filled with uh, some sour stout. It it was uh, off to Mark, so we said, hey, throw it in some totes, get some bread and PDO and all that, and it's been there for about twelve months, okay. and I, I haven't cracked it open. I'm 
I don't know, it might be like uh, Frankenstein in there or something. We yeah. open it up and it just takes over. So we'll that, see. That's something you you're rolling the dice there. You're right, like, hey, right. you know what? Before we put all this down the drain, yeah. let's see what we can do with it. And I mean, you might as well if you have the space. Sure. I don't know what I'm going to do to actually open it because I do not want to introduce Brett or PDO or anything into our brewery right there. So it's like, do we have separate equipment and you know yeah. all this stuff? But uh, I just need to educate myself, probably talk with some other guys because a lot of uh, I've talked to brewers that don't want uh, lactobacillus in their brewery, and they say, you know, absolutely not. But uh, you know, we're quite comfy with it with our procedure and everything. But Brett and all that diastatic is positive stuff is a different animal in my opinion. So I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to process it. Yeah. Cause they'll hang on and they'll stick around. Yeah. Those will, they'll, they'll, right. they'll get into everything. Mm-hmm. Indeed. You get them. They're, they're sticking around. So getting onto the, the brewery in general, I understand that you are the first and possibly only father son brewery in Georgia. Yeah. Is it weird working with your dad in this capacity uh, on beer? I mean, other people work with their parents, but usually not around right. specifically alcohol. Well, my dad had been talking about it for years and years. I think even before I was of drinking age and um, you know, when I started home brewing, he was said, "Oh, you know, it's happening. This is it's going this is it's going to happen." And uh, <laughs> you know, and sure enough it actually did. So, you know, it's not weird. I realize how much alike we are. But then how different we are, too, because he's an engineer. I'm just the exact opposite of me in a lot of things because he got into tech when he was 17, Kimmy all the way. And uh, me, I was a, a firefighter before that. So, the you know, he was white collar. I was blue collar. And here we are coming together. So I think I saw before firefighting, you actually were – I think the phrase I saw was professional ski bum. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Went out to Colorado and just bummed around, hitting the slopes. Yeah. Really. And my, my haircut looked like a bird's nest. In fact, there might have been some eggs or something in there. So, Man, yeah. I need some pictures. Oh, it's to see terrible. That. See? Terrible. There's a reason I shaved my head. So. Well, that, in my younger days, in my mid teens, I, I lived outside of Syracuse, New York, and I was a New York skate punk. Okay. So, yeah. I had like a twelve inch spike mohawk. Oh yeah, and yeah. you know the I wore combat boots and cut up jeans and everything. And you know people meet me now and I tell that yeah. story. There's like no way. No, no I was way. into that as a, as yeah. a teenager as well. You know, Black Flag, Misfits, sure. Operation oh, Ivy, all of that. Man. Yeah, Dead That's Kennedys. It. We should catch some punk concerts yeah. together, man. Go check you guys ever... go out and skateboard together. We should, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'd break some bones if I tried yeah, that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, you see, I got a right see, here. So. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, good stuff. So, but working with your dad, mm-hmm. you mentioned you guys are different in that. Are there things that, that he brings Absolutely. You know, like we were talking, I think it may have been last week about team building, Mm -hmm. knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses Mm -hmm. and being able to help each other out. Do you guys compliment each other in that respect? Absolutely. And like any business, but just, uh, you know, from my perspective with the brewery, it takes a village to do something like this. You know, there are so many facets to it and we definitely do compliment each other. You know, there's the right brain, left brain, different temperaments and everything. So he has uh, an immense amount of knowledge with, uh, you know, his experience, his education and everything, what he brings to it. Just that perspective, too, because he is 64 years old, which is actually close to our demographic there in Johns Creek. You know, it's kind of a ritzy area. So, um, you know, some of the a lot of the regulars are empty nesters and uh, we don't get the same crowd that you see on, you know, West End or something like sure, that right. um, or, you know, Beltline stuff. But, you know, getting that perspective from him, but the, the knowledge that he has, because, you um, you know, especially on the business side. Absolutely. I definitely could not do that. Cause I, when we were laying out the business, I hit a wall at a certain point with, uh, you know, cash flow, depreciation and all that junk. And, uh, he got it and just ran with it. And I was just amazed by that. So compliment. Absolutely. 
But if anything of the brewery ever catches on fire, yep, call you me. You got it, right? In That's fact, right. we had an incident the other day where uh, the break room and our office is right next to each other, and you can kind of hear what goes on. And I hear some glass break. I'm like, huh? What was that? And uh, like five seconds later, he goes, "Clay, I need you." Okay, and I go yeah. in there, and he had sliced his wrist Ooh. like oh. pretty good. Where um, it was actually a scofflaw tumbler that was on top of a microwave. He knocked it over, tried to catch it, but it broke right before that and like literally right there probably three or four centimeter cut and had to wrap them up take them to emory across the street and uh so it was good to have that you know that's so scofflaw i, for, I, I know, forgot yeah that right? is so scofflaw. Yeah. i forgot that anytime there's especially in buckhead where i'm at anytime there's any kind of a medical emergency the fire department's there which i they always sure. i always thought was interesting so you guys do they're emts man fire. first responders they okay. get there sure enough yeah. and at least 70 percent of what the fire service does is all medical you know that's what right. really pays yeah. the bills and uh, justifies the job really and then fires are probably five percent Ten percent, you know, that's right. about it. More medical, taking care of things. Have you ever had to get a cat out of a tree? I tell you what, I, I've always told people I've never seen a dead cat in a tree. Okay, and I say I'm sorry to put it that way, but the cat will come down. It's They'll not going to die up there. Right. Yeah, so. you don't need to call us. It'll and, it'll yeah. figure things out. Somebody called one time because their their drone was stuck up in a tree, and <laughs> um, they said, "Can you bring your ladder truck over there across that field?" And uh, I said, "No, we can't do that. Sorry." Yeah, Bill, look, we can invoice you for it. Do you want to talk numbers <laughs> here? Do you want to see what this will cost you? Yeah. Good stuff. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take another break here, but we'll be back very soon with more from Clay at Six Bridges Brewery. You know we love good beer, and Athletic Brewing makes non-alcoholic beer that stands shoulder to shoulder with their boozy brethren. With a fraction of the calories and certified organic, it's a great beer to enjoy anytime. Athletics got new brews like Cerveza Atletica just in time for summer. Check out the full selection at athleticbrewing.com. Use code BG25 for 25% off your first order and U.S. customers get free nationwide shipping. Athletic Brewing, brew without compromise. It's Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it truck and tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. guys on facebook twitter and instagram i believe you have my stapler now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates real talk 93.3 fm in tallahassee florida catch beer guys radio on real talk 93.3 every saturday at 5 p.m now let's get back to six bridges brewing Clay, I want to talk a little bit about home brewing with you, man. Sure. So uh, you mentioned both you and your dad homebrewed. Mm-hmm. Did uh, in the homebrewing days, how much of what you brewed as a homebrewer comes into the brewery? Do you let that guide it, or do you kind of follow trends or combination of the two? Well, recipe wise, the Shelby that we had that is a, a homebrew recipe, and then same thing with Medlock. This one's pretty close to it. But, you know, I try to draw the line because, uh, you know, brewers, they don't think that home brews actually translate into pro brewing or anything. And they're like, ah, you know, this right there, you know, I, I got experience or whatever. 
But then uh, troubleshooting, you know, as a home brewer, you run into crap. And so there's some things where it's like, hey, uh, I got an idea. We just got to do this on a bigger scale right there. Right. So, you know, some of the stuff translates, in my opinion. Obviously, you're dealing with a lot more power and, you know, size and everything. So I think that's one of the great things about Brian Johnson, who works for us, because he was a home brewer, and then he got to start with Jekyll and learned a lot there. So he, he knows both sides of it, and I like that of him. So. Was there anything with you that would say, hey, this was the biggest surprise or challenge going from home brewing to, you know, brewing on a commercial scale? Uh, you know, keeping the supply chain going and like when we were first starting, um, even though we had our 30 barrel system, we weren't firing it up until we had distro in place. So I didn't want to have all that beer cause you know, it's a, that's a boatload it's of beer. A lot of beer. It's a right. Lot yeah. Of beer. Yeah. So we were staying on our two barrel system and it was just going so fast and we were getting complaints that we didn't have beer in stock and people would say, Oh, you never have IPAs and say, I'm, I'm sorry, you're drinking it before we can so, uh, you know, make yeah. it again. So, so it does take a little while and all that, but you know, just trying to juggle the the supply and demand aspect of it. Because I've heard breweries say, you know, they won't take our stuff. You know, it's like, well, there's got to be the demand there to sure. do it, you know. Yeah. So supply is the easy portion, in my opinion. Yeah, so. the demand, you got to get that built up. We, yeah. we went to visit a new brew pub about a month or so ago, mm-hmm. and they literally had zero of mm. their beers on they had that's, absolutely none of their own beers point. because yeah. and they you know they'd said they're like look y'all we just had way way more demand than we anticipated mm-hmm. they're like what's well, a great problem to have and we're sorry and they're like we've already ordered new equipment to mm-hmm. upgrade here they but i guess the one good thing there is because they were a brew pub they had a lot of other sure. know, guest taps on yeah. but it's a rookie mistake we went and checked out a brewery and didn't get to check out their beer that's right so. drank some other great beer so i'm curious something that's been i've been on my mind you were both home brewing. You and your dad mm-hmm. were you brewing the same kinds of beer, or was he brewing all like West Coast IPA, and you're going East Coast or New England or yeah, fruited uh, sours? Or absolutely. how'd that work out? He was definitely doing more traditional stuff. You know, typical red ale, brown ale, even doing some lagers and everything. Uh, you know, he worked for Coors around 1979, 1980, around that time frame after he got out of Georgia Tech. So. He had that taste, and that's where he, he got his stuff. So, um, you know, as an engineer for them, he learned a, a lot about their systems, and that's kind of the what he had in mind, more traditional stuff. And, uh, you know, as a home brewer, I was still doing some shake-style IPAs and, you know, kind of pushing it a little bit, some Mexican cake stouts and all. But it's a good blend because you do have to offer that portfolio, in my opinion, unless you're, you know, one of these hype lord destination breweries, which in Johns Creek we are not. You know, we'll have, uh, like I said, I was talking about the Shores beer earlier and, you know, some regular Bohemian lagers. But then, um, you know, I will do something like, oh, this bears on Unicycle. That's another one. Right. Um, yeah. The beer we did with Pontoon as well, which was, uh, you know, over the top in fruit and vanilla and everything. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting to see the way all that works out because, like you said, there's the hype beast breweries out there mm-hmm. that just does all this crazy stuff. And we were talking earlier about what we consider the 1% of the 1%, you know. Mm-hmm. There's people that drink craft beer, and what is it, like 12% of overall beer consumers? I forget the exact number, but somewhere in that ballpark, sure. right? And then within that percentage of 12%, the smaller percent is the total nerds that do stuff like host radio shows right. and, and, <laughs> and hang out on beer forums talking about it and all right, that. Right. So it's the percentage of a percentage. You're getting down to what is really a small percentage right. of the people drinking these beers, but they're verbal. They're vocal. They like to talk about it and all that. And it can kind of skew the perception of this. Mm-hmm. you know. And they'll talk, a brewery that the 1% of the 1% may think is nothing special mm-hmm. may be super popular with the masses. Mm-hmm. You know, and they may brew a beer that they're like, well, that's nothing. You know, that's not even, there's not even any lactose in that. That thing's not even hazy. 
but the brewery is selling more of that one beer right. than this other hype brewery is selling of all their beer. Right. You know? yeah. And that's just kind of the way it works out sometimes. That makes me think of an award I just saw, I think just today, sure. uh-huh. and it shows you how much different the perception is for the entire area. I'm not sure if it was all of Atlanta or all of Georgia right. voted voted on a beer yes. that a lot of beer nerds would not, it wouldn't have made their top 10, but mm-hmm. that is the most popular beer for the people reading a particular magazine at a given mm-hmm. time. Yeah. When we do our Best of Georgia Beer Awards, when we do the Reader's Choice Best of Georgia Beer Awards, there's always some drama over that. There's always some people that just don't agree with it. One I remember is that in the Best Beer Bars, I think in the number third spot, Taco Mac yep. got it. Now, the 1% of the 1% are never going to choose Taco Mac. Right, right. But when you look at the mass, is just the appeal that Taco Mac has to all of those people. Mm-hmm. It, it's still in the running there. And then what was it? This was just a month or so ago where literally back-to-back days or one day Taco Mac was voted like, you know, bottom 10 of worst, you know, beer restaurants right. and yada, yada. Yeah. Then literally the next day, you know, number one on the da-da-da-da. It's that, man. <laughs> See? Like, wow, they did that one pretty quick. That did. Uh, I saw that article you were talking. I forget yeah. exactly how it was worded, but yeah. they, they took it like noise and service response and all yeah. kinds of things. And Taco Mac did not fare well in that one. So <laughs> Surprise, surprise. It. But, you know, talking back, it's not a place that I normally search right now as my first go-to. But, uh, man, showing my age 20 years ago, mm-hmm. that was the de- that was the destination. Man. Right. They, they had everything there. I yeah. had the so. membership thing. I had yeah. the giant printed-out list of all right. the beers, yeah. and I would go there looking yeah. for the new thing. They were Kind of the gateway to craft beer back yeah. in the day. And, and yeah. for those not in Georgia or the, I guess the Southeast, they're kind of here. Taco Mac is a, a kind of a regional chain of sports bars here. They're known for their actually chicken wings, not chicken tacos. Wings, not tacos. Not tacos, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they, if I hear the story right, the first place they had had a signage that said that, and they just kind of kept it just because of yeah, money. Yeah, uh, Virginia Highlands, right? Yeah. 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 So. I did hear something get rolled down from corporate through my distributor that they're cutting back on a lot of taps. They're going to reduce it down about to half. Okay. And uh, try to get some more one-off fresh stuff, uh, lower quantities. Instead of doing half barrels, do six doles and, you know, limited stuff like that. So you might see some little, uh, well, little they different did, stuff. You know, they originated a lot of really cool stuff like Secret Stash Bash. Oh, yeah. That they did oh, you know, my before goodness. there was some oh, yeah. of these other great beer fest here. Where now, was Uber back then? Right. Oh, yes. My gosh. You know, and now things are, there's a lot more going on, but... Uh, Look, if you're in the South, you're in the Atlanta metro, Georgia, Carolinas, Tennessee, I think, uh, Taco Mac was probably a part of your craft beer journey. If you're a little older dude. I uh, actually turned 21 at the Taco Mac on 92. See? There you, you go. Know, I was waiting for midnight because yeah. uh, you'll get a, a free shot or a free beer or something on your birthday. So I was like, look at that. It's midnight. Pay up, sucker. Yeah. Comes in at 1130. So like, could I get a glass of water? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like so. And one chicken wing. So one chicken wing. Yeah. Come back and see me in half an hour there, right? Yeah. Well, Clay, Six Bridges Brewing, you're just getting close to your second anniversary. Mm-hmm. Opened late 2018. We've so. begun celebrations now, actually. That's right. You're, yeah. you're doing like month long, right? right, right. Several. Because you got to party a little different in absolutely. 2020 than you no, did. No, absolutely. Sensing before. a theme with that. I've seen that done yeah. by other breweries right. as well. I, I'm not complaining. No. So complaining tell at all. us about it, man. What's the month I have in store for your celebrations? Sure. So uh, we're trying to do two releases a week. Uh, one of those releases is crack it open our uh, barrels that we have right now. We have a, an array of whiskey, bourbon barrels, and they so far they're at about 13 and a half months. So it wasn't a, a quick age right there. We did it the right way. And uh, I've got one with us tonight. The first one that we did uh, bears on unicycles. 
next week. In fact, we're bottling it tomorrow is Velvet Bowtie. But yeah, new barrel age one every week. And then whether it be a can release uh, on Black Friday, we're doing uh, another IPA release called uh, Peaceful Transition. Sit on that name right there. And then uh, the Riverbend beers featuring uh, malt from the southeast. So trying to do cool. two every week. That's it. Have something new That's all the time. there, Brian. Yeah. Yep. New stouts, new malts. Riverbend is cool. There's a lot of craft malt stuff going on. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty cool. Riverbend's been on the show before with okay, us. Okay, Matt. Out of Asheville. Yeah. yeah In fact, I'm, I'm actually here. wearing their shirt. Wrapping the shirt. Wrapping I noticed that, yeah. yeah. They're doing some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it'll be cool to see what they come up with. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take another break, but we're going to be back very soon with stouts and Six Bridges Brewing. If you love beer, barbecue, and football, then The Nest in Kennesaw, Georgia is the place to get your fix. Featuring 48 taps, including unique and rare craft beers, wine, and more. Plus some of the best barbecue around. The spacious patio is a great place to catch the games this fall where you can cheer on your team while you enjoy some wings. And don't forget about the delicious pork and chicken. And my personal favorite, the nachos. Remember, for the best in craft beer and barbecue, make your home at The Nest in Kennesaw, Georgia. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram roger roger what's our back there victor now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show if you enjoy the show please consider supporting us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash beer guys patrons get cool perks like beer guys swag and commercial free episodes now let's get back to six bridges brewing you know clay i think we should use your method Every show for mm-hmm. how we drink through. Yeah. Because start off the first segment with, you know, get your golden ale or your lager. Yeah. Get your crispy. Maybe a light sour mm-hmm. as we go into the second. Third segment, let's ramp up to our IPAs. Mm-hmm. Let's get the hops yes. there. And segment four, uh, Clay, we're, we've started on the stouts. I've got your uh, milk stout here mm-hmm. with coconut, silent accord. Mm-hmm. We popped the cap, and we're going to get into this a little bit after we talk a little bit more mm-hmm. about growth and expansion sure. at Six Bridges. But I have the Bears on Unicycles, which is the barrel-aged imperial stout with cherry, cinnamon, and Madagascar mm-hmm. vanilla. What kind of barrel? Bourbon? This was Colorado whiskey, actually. Colorado whiskey. Yeah. Okay. Good old whiskey. So that's going to be fun. But that seems like a pretty good plan. It does, yeah. To drink through the show. There. I am on board with this plan, too. Okay, good deal. Clay, yeah. growth expansion. Two years in, mm-hmm. popular. You're selling a lot of beer. People are drinking a lot of beer, having a good time. Uh, you're looking at some expansion at your current location mm-hmm. and also eyeballing another location to expand mm-hmm. to, correct? So can you tell us a little more about what's going on there? So we have been looking at doing some smaller tap rooms, you know, a place where you could put a five-barrel system and all, I'll say own-premise. I don't like the own, you know. I, I always I, thought it was on-premise, but well, it's own-premise, right? right? You know, I, I thought it should be on as That's well. That's what I thought. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I, yeah. And okay. I've always said it like that. But Official I, here, we're changing it right now. It's Let's do it. Premise. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. All so, right. you know, keeping it on site with that, uh, something real small, kind of growing the brand, you know. So, we're looking at uh, a couple places around the north side of Atlanta. I can't really talk about locations because we, okay. we don't have any ink just yet, but uh, I've looked at probably half a dozen different spots around trying to make it happen and uh, to grow the brand because I really like the model. You know, where we're at right now, we've got a lot of space that we can grow into. 
We also have first right of refusal for the rest of the building, too. So we can do all of our production there. Really like Johns Creek, really like the area, but uh, see it as a great way to grow the brand. You right. know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, I mean, that's something we've talked about many times. The mm-hmm. the way people drink is changing. Mm-hmm. The way a brewery needs to grow is changing. You right. know, you're not – Six Bridges' best method of growth is not going to be – a hundred barrel brew house in right. nationwide distribution. Right, right. That's not going to be the way to Unless do it. Unless you just love low margins and exactly. You know. you know what I'm looking? I want to cover the whole nation and literally make no money. That's, right. That's what I'm looking yeah. at. But you know, but that's it. People are drinking local. They mm-hmm. want to go in and local and say, Hey, this beer's made in Johns Creek or this beer's made, you know, down the street or what have you. Uh, do that. And it's I think it's gonna continue to go that way. We're seeing and I haven't traveled the country enough to know if it's like this the rest of the country, but here in the Atlanta Metro our suburban areas are seeing a lot of Main Street revitalization type mm-hmm. of things. They definitely are, yeah. And so where I live in Woodstock, northern suburb of Atlanta, uh, I've been out there, oh gosh, 16, 17 years now. But when I moved there, it was an old, like, mm-hmm. these downtown Main Street areas were alive in the 50s and 60s. Right, right. 70s, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, there mm-hmm. was just nothing there. Right. You know, you had maybe a business that hung on, but they're revitalizing them. We've got a brewery down there now. We've got Truck and Tap. One of our sponsors has a location there. We've got a taqueria. We've got a cigar bar. We've got a coffee house. We've got a very nice bottle shop is actually opening up in the area. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, you have a place Stout that does Brothers. just pies, too. We do. We have a, a pie, pie bar place. there. We yes. have an amphitheater, though, which is probably bigger, like a 3,000-seat amphitheater. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing projects like this all over where one of your neighbors that you've worked with a lot, Good Word Brewing, yeah. in Duluth, Georgia, mm-hmm. same thing there. Right. Revitalize that big courtyard, breweries and that. So, People are really going into this. A little more open air. It's the it's like the malls of the eighties. Right. Now it's just revitalizing your main street, you know, there in your backyard. So I think it's the right direction, honestly. Yeah. Um you know, Main Street is the new mall. Wow. They need to throw some arcades in these main streets. They areas, do, man. yes. Oh yeah. Well, is there gonna be an idea. arcade in your new your new uh brewery? There is uh, now. If I mean uh, there should right. be. If COVID goes away, yeah. you know, we can right. do that again. Yes. So it will yeah, someday. Either right. most of us will die or it'll just go away. Yeah. Either way, yeah. arcade, right? Yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. <laughs> Silver lining, bro. Silver lining, <laughs> arcade. So that you mentioned other tap rooms. That, there was an S on the end there, plural. Yeah. So I know we mentioned one place that you're looking at. How much are you planning right now? I know that could change at any time, but what are you? What are some of your ideas there? Two other tap rooms in the next two years. You know, okay. trying to have one open yeah. by next summer and then one of summer twenty two, and uh, you know, not t- trying to turn into Applebee's or anything like that, but using that as part of a you know marketing strategy to grow the brand because you know just like where we're at right now, like all breweries, you know, your greatest sales are going to be closest to your brewery. You know, sure. it's your your epicenter, but you know, as as we go further and further out, it kind of the ripple lessens, but. Um, you know, getting uh, into these communities that we think are viable, that are really cool, that have uh, good vibes going on with it. That's that's what I have in mind. So now, are you looking at Atlanta and like suburbs and Georgia, or are you thinking like northern getting... suburbs? Okay, yeah. so you're not out of state just Correct. yet. No, okay, no. Now, and we've had uh, a few requests for that, but. You know, we've got a lot of uh, room to grow in Georgia in general. You know, the thing with Georgia, I think the stat is still the same where it's like 48th in the union for breweries per capita. You know, Georgia has about 11 million people and so on. But we're adding breweries at a a staggering rate right now, quite honestly. So that number might go down pretty quickly. So, but yeah, staying in Georgia. The thing is, being a Georgia beer fan and being here for, you know, whatever number of years, the last five years, it really has seemed explosive for us. Right. And if you're here and you've seen 
the beer scene of the late 90s and the 2000s, mm-hmm. you may think we're saturated. But there's just so much right. that we can still grow. Oh, you know, no. There's areas that are saturated. We've got some saturation in that, but right. there's still plenty of growth. Yeah, I mean, that. if you go to Southern California, they have as many breweries as the entire state of Georgia has. You yeah, know? exactly. And that might even be just like two counties. So. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, growth that can occur, but it's certain sizes. You know, not everybody can have a 30-barrel system. You know, if you go to Ohio, like Columbus alone, Columbus, Ohio, I believe has like 37 That's breweries crazy. by yeah. itself, you know, but they're they're smaller. You Isn't know? Ohio like number one or two in like production numbers of that? I think I saw that at once. I'm like volume levels. And I never would have guessed that, but they're, they're up there. Okay. Yeah. I believe that's right. I believe. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And I think some of it is that they have, um, they've got some big beer there too. Yeah. Well, Georgia's so high on the list because of the two big beers that are yeah. here. Yeah. We've but got uh, consumption. What is it, Miller and, and we got AB. Budweiser here. Yeah. 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 AB not too far north of us here, actually. Seriously. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, consumption per person in Georgia is relatively low. So the like Bible per, thumpers are bringing our number down, sure, our yeah. per capita. Well, you, you know, you'd be We've Catholic, got room for so. growth. We're doing our part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Clay, I tell you what, I don't want to dwell on it, but talk a little bit. I just sipped into your Bears on Unicycles, man, and this is just delicious. You know, wax you. wax dip bottle, which you don't see much of these anymore, but I, I love them. And you you added a nice little touch of wax stamp of your logo yeah, yeah. on top of this. But uh, tell us a little bit about this, man. Sure. What's, what's the story? This was aged 13 months in Colorado whiskey barrels. It was, uh, you know, pretty typical stout recipe where it's uh, two different chocolate malts. Uh, some C20, oats, Maris Otter, uh, th- let's see, 13 months with that. I think it around 12% alcohol with it. And uh, after we let it age, we uh, sent it back to the tank and uh, blended it with tart cherries, I believe from Michigan, and then uh, Ceylon cinnamon, true cinnamon, and okay. then Madagascar yeah. vanilla. They wanted to do like a cherry crumb cake. And I was like, well, I don't know what I can do at this point now that it's, uh, you know, it's been in barrels this long. So... But this is what I came up with, and it's the first of our uh, the four stouts we're releasing for our second anniversary. It's delicious. That's it's a really very good, so. very well done cherry flavor. Like very it is robust. very cherry yeah. cherry. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Absolutely. Well, Clay, I tell you what, man, let's have a little fun here as we wrap sure, things sure. up. Next week is Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Turkey Day, so we want to know with the relish tray, what Six Bridges beer am I going to drink? With the oh relish gosh, tray? relish tray. Oh man. I'm picking some olives there. I got a little okay. uh, little broccoli and veggie dip, maybe. And out of our core beers? Whatever, or? whatever beer. What what do you think we need to pair up with this? Man, I, w- I would give you a whole lineup, but you start with the relish right there. IPAs pair with so much, so I'd, I'd probably uh, you know grab the Medlock to start it off Going like that. Going with Medlock? Okay. Yeah, if you have salt there, then you get the bitterness with it. There you go. You got to get right. turkey. Yeah, now we're setting down for the main course. We got our turkey dressing, cranberry, all that. What are we pairing up with the main course? I know a lot of people would save stouts for the very end, but you know our stout's got a nice rich flavor, some coconut with it. Even the the key lime be good. The acidity to go towards that, okay. you know, you think yeah. the the buttery that comes with turkeys and everything. So turkey typically, like if that. you put it on right. a sandwich, you get like a jam, yeah. like a tart jam. I actually mm-hmm. think I may look more forward to the turkey sandwich after, like the oh, yeah? full turkey yeah. dinner on the sandwich. Yeah. Than that, so yeah, dipping some of that sour, a little gravy yeah. dip there. there you go. Oh, yeah. you're dipping in the sour. Oh, I'm yeah, dipping, just in dipping gravy. the sour beer. I'm gonna sip the sour. <laughs> and with me, it's the dressing. 
Yes, I see. I like the dressing. Put it on there, man. Yeah. Have a good time. Pumpkin pie, Clay. What am I having? With oh my gosh. Um, so I don't have pumpkin pie. So okay. I, I would just say maybe a golden ale or anything. Go that's, for that's, a gold. That's not Sounds my thing. Good, man. So. Well, Clay, thanks so much for joining us, man. Uh, if people want to learn more about what's going on at Six Bridges Brewing, what's the best place to do that? SixBridgesBrewing.com, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us there. Uh, we're always posting something new. And come check out our tap room in Johns Creek. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for joining us. We thanks for having it. me. Appreciate it. Well, y'all, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. We hope you all have a great week and an enjoyable Thanksgiving. Get plenty of turkey and dressing and good cold beers. For more craft beer info, follow us online. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.